Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, as we speak, you are just back from the groundbreaking of what we now know is going to be known as SunTrust Park. What's the impact on the franchise of getting this going and and maybe putting a little spring in some people's steps after what's been a disappointing few weeks here on the field? Yeah, I'd have to say that the uh, looking forward to this new stadium, uh, like you said, SunTrust Park opening up in 2017, it gives uh, the folks from the organization, the fans, uh, some of the players that have you know those those that know that they'll more than likely still be around. It's something to look forward to, you know, during what has been. A rough season. Uh, you know, there was uh, there were a number of dignitaries that showed up today. Rob Manfred was there, and, and he, you know, he kind of hinted that you know the Braves are that this this stadium, which will also have the hotels and the restaurants and the office space and residential uh, area around it. it you know, it, it not only is it are they hoping that it'll be a great ballpark, a place that people want to come watch games, but it'll be a, a destination spot for 365 days a year. And, and Rob said, you know, look, I, I expect that many of the stadiums built, uh, you know, as we move forward, we'll, we'll use this as a blueprint and, and try to, uh, in some ways, copy this model. It certainly seems to be uh, in in the vein of what we're we're seeing in, in newer ballparks in, in this decade. Uh, one of the biggest, well, the biggest news really to come out of it was the naming rights. I don't know that we know all the specific details, but the Braves have played for the last several years in a, in a park without a naming rights deal. Do you anticipate any significant financial impact, any significant impact on the payroll or on the operations of having a, a, this new stream of revenue? I do. I, I think that there's no doubt that uh, not only does it the fact they own much of this area around the stadium <clears throat> in which where they can generate revenue or they hope to generate revenue uh, year round uh, from the stores, restaurants, but obviously, like you said, from the naming rights uh, aspect, yes, I, I do expect that uh, that could uh, impact the payroll. Like you said, specifically, they, the Braves have not revealed that, and I think that's something that uh, you know we'll learn over the course of the next year or two. Uh, you know, once decisions are made, but but yeah, that is, I, I think that uh, you know a lot of people. I'm sure there are traditionalists that would say, "Hey, I, I love Turner Field and the the, the stadiums, but that do not have the corporate uh, 
uh, logo attached to it, um, you know, it, it's tough to do business. Uh, and, they, you know, it, with, without <clears throat> having that type of association anymore, it, it's, uh, there's too much money. There's too much money involved in these sponsorships and these, these partnerships, uh, these naming rights partnerships. So, um, it's something that, uh, you know, that, that the people from SunTrust seem really excited about. And, uh, you know, the Braves were able to keep it a secret pretty well because I don't think anyone really knew uh, that, that there was a uh, that the bank was uh, that SunTrust Bank was going to be the name right. So one of the one of their executives said, "Hey, did you have any clue?" I said, "Really not." I said, "But there was." I said, "One of my buddy's dads was up there, and I, and I was trying to figure out why he was there, and he he is a he's a guy from SunTrust. So that was really the, the first clue I had about five minutes before they announced it. Got to have that radar up uh, on the field. Uh, some weird stuff going on. I shouldn't overstate the weirdness, but Evan Gaddis is dealing with an illness that seems to be pretty persistent and problematic. Um, what's your understanding of, of what his status is for the near term and, and the remainder of this week and a half of the season? You know, I, I think they were they were really hoping when they were in D.C. last week. They went from D.C. to uh, Dallas and then came back to Atlanta. And the last day in D.C., uh, Gaddis said, look, I'm feeling better. I hope to play this week. And that was a Wednesday. He was going to have a Thursday off day. Well, he got to Dallas and was not feeling well again. Same thing in Dallas. He started to feel better towards the end of the weekend. Thought he was going to play on the Monday night uh, series opener against the Nationals. He ends comes to the park. He doesn't feel well again. <clears throat> now, you know, with, with the strep throat, he's got some congestion. There is some thought that the flights have affected him. You know, going up into the, uh, the altitude, uh, they sent him for more testing yesterday. As of uh, this morning, we had not re- heard the results of those tests. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they did. Ex- they did not really expect strep throat to keep them sidelined uh, for an entire week. Uh, they were they were hopeful for the weekend and. At least expecting for him to, to play on Monday night this past Monday uh, against the Nationals. Uh, you know, taking that big bat out lineup is, uh, you know, it, it has created uh, just even more problems for an offense that has just never been able to get going it, uh, for any length of uh, time this this year. Um, it is when when we look back on this season, you know, you're going to remember that they lost three starting pitchers. But it, it, the pitching was never the problem. The, the offense was the problem, and, and the, you know, barring a miraculous finish, it, it, the uh, the offensive woes will be the reason they are not playing in October. It seems like the capper is a guy they had always hit around. Steven Strasburg finally got them and and got them good. I mean, is that kind of say it all? Not to denigrate Strasburg, who's an outstanding pitcher, but a guy they have consistently hit around. Uh, they did nothing against. Is that kind of the the indicator of of where this offense is at right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I may, maybe even more when when Colby Lewis got him the day before. Maybe that's that's more of an indication of where this this offense was. A guy who struggled so much, and you know, Strasburg, like you said, they've they've had their way with him. If they, if they haven't chased him early, they've 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 managed to beat him two to one on maybe a fluke play. It's just, uh, but but. The opener of this week's series, you know, Strasburg really had it, everything working. He had the the two seamer that he's uh, been throwing, but he was throwing that in on the uh, hands of the righties, uh, 90, 94, 95 miles an hour. He had changeup working to both uh, the, the righties and lefties. He was in total command, and 
you know, it, it was the Braves had a few chances. Uh, they they did get a runner on third with nobody out uh, and came up empty. And and you know, those who have watched the Braves all year long were, you know, definitely not shocked at that. We, we've seen that time and time again that this team, uh, whether it's youth uh, that is showing people the youth. Uh, showing because these guys are pressing and, and, and knowing that they didn't come, have struggled in this situation before, making matters worse by, you know, overthinking situations, uh, simply not hitting the ball to the right side, you know, with, with less than two outs. Uh, little things like that, that that we've seen from this team time and again. That, that bit them again, uh, that one opportunity they had, uh, or at least that, that one prime opportunity they had against Strasburg. It, it may be too early to be talking about next year just yet, but I started looking at the rotation, and Miner, Tehran, and Wood are back, and then it's not entirely clear. What do you think the rest of the 2015 rotation looks like? I mean, they need to fix the offense, but it seems to me that they've also got some questions in the rotation for next season. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't you know, there will be a question about Chris Mellon. Chris Mellon's coming off a second Tommy John surgery. There's, you know, there's no guarantee about, you know, you know where he will be next year. Uh, you know, I, I think he he would like to return to the Braves. The Braves, you know, may have some desire to bring him back. But at the same time, how much of a chance do you take on a guy coming back from a uh, from a second Tommy John? The same same thing goes with with Brandon Beachy. Um, you look down towards the minor leagues. You were hoping to see Jason Hirsch uh, at the number one draft pick from uh, two summers ago. You were hoping to see him make some strides this year. Uh, there were some good starts. There were, uh, but he's a ground ball pitcher that, that does not put up great ground ball numbers this year. Uh, I do not think he's ready. Uh, Lucas Sims, who is their top pitching prospect, is definitely not ready quite yet. So yeah, there there are some some questions. You know, do you? Uh, another guy who who got hurt during the course of this season, Gavin Floyd. Do you do you take a chance on bringing him back? You know he he was coming off Tommy John, and he ends up fracturing the the the, the significant bone in his elbow. Uh, do you take that kind of uh, chance there? Or, or and and I know I think the questions are answered about Aaron Harang. You're just happy with what he he gave you this year. Uh, you know, so you, you expect him to be gone. But I, I think this is a team that's going to have to start looking uh, outside the organization. Um, you know, whether that should be a trade, free agency, probably have to pick up a pitcher this winter. And the other option would be, you know, do, do you look at David Hale um, and, and, and make him into a starter uh, next year? And, and that kind of leads into the other thing I'm wondering about. This was a club that had – high expectations. As of right now, they're at 500 with, with 12 games to go. There's there's some distant shot at the wild card, but the math does not favor them. If this team finishes around 500 and not playing games in contention in the last few days of the season, um, are there consequences? Is there is there heat either on the front office or the manager's office uh, for what I think, even with the injuries, has to be considered a disappointing season? Yes, I, I think so. There's no doubt that I, I do expect changes to be made, uh, you know, for as soon as the season is over. Um, and like you said, it, it may focus on the front office. You know, there are, there is reason to look at Freddie uh, Gonzalez and each of the coaches, but at the same time, there, there's reason to to look at, uh, you know, some of the mistakes that have been made, uh, you know, by Frank Wren, the, the general manager, uh, from a, the contract standpoint, um, 
you know, and, and also you, you just have to look, you know, if you're you're running the club and you're John Sherholtz, you just have to assess the whole culture of the organization. Is it where where you want it to be? Is it where you feel that it was during your day as a general manager when the Braves always were uh, a model franchise? Uh, and, and, yes, I, I, I think that uh, I have gotten a sense that, that there will be changes made. You know, how uh, how significant remains to be seen, but, but uh, I will be surprised if, if there are not uh, at least some uh, significant uh, changes made there in that in that uh, front office structure or the, uh, somewhere in the managerial reign, you know, <clears throat> managerial. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to say the just the management of the club, and um, you know, and you know, two two coaches who are definitely going to be looked at when they're looking to. Uh, Make changes. Greg Walker and Scott Fletcher, the two hitting coaches, or you know whether it's uh, you've heard it time and again that Greg Greg Walker has has worked hard. He puts in the time. You know it's not from a lack of effort and all this, but you know the fact of the matter is this club has struggled uh, this year. Uh, is, is that uh, a product of just some guys you know having normal regressions? In other words, Chris Johnson thrived last year. He exceeded expectations. Now he comes back to basically being the player that he was. Uh, the year before Jason, or that he he was in the years before, um, Jason Hayward, you know the power hasn't been there. Uh, he maybe hasn't made that that step forward off from an offensive standpoint that you would hope for it during the twenty the age twenty four season. Uh, Anderson Simmons, the pop hasn't been there that we've seen in the past. Now that may just be completely on Anderson Simmons, but you know the, 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 once you go through a season like this as an organization, it's tough to go back into it. Uh, with all the pieces the same, so you know, I, I, we will see a different look in this. Uh, you know, not only on the roster, but maybe uh, just from a structure standpoint with this organization next year. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time here to talk on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. Catch all of the second half action on MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service. Watch every out-of-market game streamed live online or on the go in true HD. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 14 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.